joined Kumo back in 2015, now helping over 350 e-commerce brands grow 20 to 40% year over year. They process about 35 to 40 million bucks in total transaction volume across all of these customers. They take anywhere between one and 3%, currently doing about 410, 413 grand per month for about a $5 million run rate. That's up from about 125 uh, grand a month just about a year ago, about a $1.5 million run rate. Uh, they're scaling 70% is direct, spending between six and 12 months of customer lifetime value on acquisition with a team of 80 in Dublin, Italy, and other remote locations. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Kieran Ballard. He steers the ship at a company called uh, Kumo and HQ. Since spent over 20 years growing and developing internationally focused online media and digital commerce businesses. Since taking the helm in 2016, he's made it into the Gartner Magic Quadrant for Digital Commerce 2017 and is now positioned to service clients in the B2C market, as well as cater to the explosive growth in the B2B e-commerce space and helping businesses do e-commerce better. Kieran, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. Hey, Nathan. How are you? I am well. Okay. So tell us about, uh, tell us about the company, what you guys do, and are you a pure play SaaS company? Yeah. Hey. So yeah, Kumo is a digital commerce platform that offers the full stack of technology in the cloud. And we serve international customers who are looking to uh, launch their e-commerce sites across all markets, across all sales channels, B2C, B2B, and marketplaces. Got it. Okay. And so when the Cumo, you joined it in 20, the company in 2016, correct? Correct. Yeah. So the company, actually the background, just to give you some, some, some background on the company, the company's actually been around for 17 years. Our, our sister company is Zero Gray, which is a managed service agency in e-commerce. And then we, we had the software basically within that business and we spun the software business out as Kumo, a, a separate business in 2015. After which I joined the business. Okay, clean cap table. Yes, clean cap table. Yes, we are actually now uh, taking private investors in. We have been approached by the market, but we we, we don't really want to take uh, VC investment in at this point. Are you bootstrapped are- up to this point? No, no. We just we just because the company is essentially profitable. Uh, what I'm doing at this point is just taking in private investment to get us to the next stage at which we will look at VC round when okay. the company's at the right, you know, has the right structure, right growth strategy, right revenue trajectory. And we've been out in the market talking, you know, there's about 30 VCs approached us actually. Um, well, so wait, hold on. So how year. much, how much money total have you raised to date? And that's the information we're not sharing actually. Okay. You, you, I believe in Europe and in the States, you have to file this kind of stuff. So I believe it's actually public. I can look at government records, correct? No, no. We don't. We file our accounts, which shows our balance sheet, but doesn't show uh, the investment taken into the company at this point. Okay. So was it was it actual investment, or is this the parent company just just pouring money into this? Yeah. Actually, Nathan, just to answer your question, we we hadn't actually raised any finance up until last year because we had our sister company, which was profitable. We've been investing the liquidity through that business in the Kumo software business. It's only this year we're starting to consider and take some some investment in, predominantly through a convertible loan note structure, um, because we know we're gonna look at a VC round later in the year. When you when you say convertible note, you mean traditional kind of convertible note, or are you talking about venture debt? A convertible loan note, uh, which is the same really, it's similar to venture debt in that, but in this instance, it will be forced to convert in the next round. Okay, you won't, so you won't have the option to pay it back out, it'll be a forced conversion? Yes, it's a forced conversion, correct. And walk me through the upside of that model 
for you? Well, the, the benefit is, is twofold. Remember, the people that we're taking on board now, and we've chosen to, to, to very specific people that we want involved in the business and um, who bring us value. So these are predominantly high net worth people in this space who have a reasonably high profile. And so they're getting involved to add value, right? So and uh, one of them is actually come, just come on our board, as is, you know, the, the new the MD of Google for Europe has just joined our board as well. Um, and, and VP of uh, EMEA, Ronan Harris. And so we've been strengthening out the team as part of that. We offered a convertible low note, which gave a discount on the next round. Um, and those people coming in, you know, give, give us two things. They give us some extra finance to, you know, expand the growth of the business, but they also bring us expertise. So it's a small round of a couple of million um, that we're taking in with a view to a much larger round. Yep. And yep. the upside for us is that we're not putting a valuation on the business at this point in time. Um, and we're, we're kind of giving, giving us the money to kind of give us that growth trajectory based yeah. on our conversation. Well, you, you'll have a cap on the note though, correct? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we will cap. Um, I mean, we're closing it off. We're just closing the round, so we won't offer it again after after kind of another month or two. Yeah. Well, well, we jumped into the numbers a little quickly there. But let's back up. A, let's back up a second, right? So, so the company, right? When I hear e-commerce, like there's a lot of people where it's not actually a SaaS company. There's some other transaction model, things like that. What what does Cumo do for the e-commerce companies you're providing, and are you truly a SaaS model? Absolutely, we were born natively in the in the cloud. Actually, um, so if if you take a, a typical customer of ours, let's say Havianas, the big the flip flop guys, so we do two things for them. They they want to sell their product internationally, okay? So they need an e shop to do that, right? They need an online store to do that on the front end side for the consumer. So we create that look and feel through our platform. But on top of that, we do all the back office operations that are required to do e commerce. So order management, for example, if you're selling on eBay and Amazon and you're selling through your web store, you need an order management system to process those orders. Mm-hmm. You have a warehouse. We have a warehouse management system. So you need a warehouse management system to manage the people and the operatives in the warehouse. You need um, a, an analytics tool to be able to report on all of that revenue. We have an SEO tool. So the full stack of technology, we're unlike some of the kind of entry level guys that don't have the full stack. We've the full stack and kind of be would be at the top of the software pyramid in this space. Uh, and if you look at our competitors and who we would liken to to ourselves, I guess it would be Salesforce, previously known as Demandware in this space, Shopify at the entry level uh, of the market. We're more mid uh, mid market and large. So, so if you're kind of mid market and large, I mean, give me a general sense. You know, Shopify, you can get started for like thirty bucks a month. What's your kind of average customer paying per month for access to this tech? Is it you know call it a grand or ten grand a month? Sure. So how we work, we are introducing actually a model like Shopify's, uh, which is an entry level product called Kumo Lite, which will be launching in the market next year. Uh, but for now, the way that we work is we, I believe in kind of democratizing this space. I believe that the e-commerce space in particular has been kind of dominated by the big, big software vendors. You needed a systems integrator and spending millions of dollars to put in place a solution. I believe that that needs to change. And so we, we don't require a systems integrator. We have actually a, a one-click ecosystem of partners that are built into the platform that you can future-proof your e-commerce solution with. So you don't have to pay a systems integrator to do that. So that's the first difference in the pricing model and the way that we launch and implement the e-commerce solution for customers. 
There's a setup fee. Uh, so the setup fee can be anywhere between 20 and 50K. And that covers the onboarding process, which is typically six weeks to three months. Can be longer for large scale customers like Morrison's is in, you know, the largest supermarket, one of the largest supermarket chains in the UK. Their recent customer have just come on board and that can take six to nine months, right? They're a big nine billion dollar company. Um, and so there's a setup fee and then we believe in a shared success model. So we should charge a revenue share on the revenue, the GMV, the gross merchandising value of the uh the customer. Yeah. So, so again, th- th- see, this is always tricky, right? So that's, it, there are some people that would not consider that a SaaS model. They would consider that a transaction model where it's a percentage of GMV. Uh, and, and so I guess the reason I bring that up is because if you've have started having conversation with VCs, this will come up, they will try and ding you and they will say, this is a percent like G of GMV model, not a SaaS model. So we're going to give you kind of lower multiples because you're not pure play SaaS. How would you answer that question? Yeah, well, I think there's two models that we operate. We do operate a fixed fee model as well for B2B. Okay, which is what? What's that on average per month? Well, fixed fee is based on turnover. So if there's an existing turnover on B2B uh, below, you know, let's say two, 200,000 online, then we charge a couple of K per month for that. Oh, okay, okay. So there, there's a, basically a minimum fee and then you, ha- you share on the upside a bit uh, based off of a model where it's a percentage of GMV above 200 grand a year. It depends on who you're selling to, because business to consumer, we operate the revenue share model, which is what the market wants and what our customers want, which is why we have that model. B2B is is very different, and B2B is exploding, as I'm sure you're, you're, you're aware, B2B in the e-commerce space is exploding, but that is existing business that the customer already has, so we shouldn't be charging a revenue share on that business, because they've earned that business themselves, right? So that's why we do a fixed model in the B2B space. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Yeah, I guess the, the flip side of that would be, let's say someone signs up that's doing B2C with you today, you're basically saying, okay, well, so like, so I guess, give me a general sense here. I mean, are we talking like 1% of GMV or 10% of GMV? Yeah, one to 3%. Okay, okay, got it. One to 3% of GMV. And so like, if someone comes to you right now and they're already doing a hundred million bucks per year, do they instantly have to start paying you 1% of that just because they turned you on? So if it, well, typically a client is not going to negotiate that with you, right? They're going to negotiate, we've a hundred million bucks in online turnover, so we're not going to pay you 3%, right? Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we will be flexible where there's existing turnover that's sizable. We operate the combination of fixed and revenue share. I see. I see. So each one is kind of a unique, it's kind of a unique negotiation. The standard, the standard model, which would be the majority of our customers, would be on the revenue share model for B2C because they prefer that. 
Um, and as this market is growing, most of our customers are growing 25 to 40% in terms of GMV annually. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are, you know, are doing between 250 and 5 million bucks a year. So they're not huge customers. And the big tier is an individual discussion with that customer. Uh, like the example of Morrison's, the supermarket chain, that's an individual negotiation. Yep. Yep. Okay. I got it. And then help me understand too, and we'll just focus on B2C since that's your primary focus. How many B2C customers have you scaled to since 2015? So we have about 350 B2C customers and B2B. Okay. 350. And walk me through your team size today. How many people on the team? Sure. We have two offices headquartered in Dublin and then another office in Italy and Turin. Um, and we have in total about 80 people. Okay, 80. And of those 80, how many of them are dedicated to kind of marketing, sales, and onboarding? Sure. So there's, well, there's IT, which is a big team. Um, so that's one of our largest teams because we're, you know, obviously it's, it's a we're a software company. Um, so they would be about 30% of that. So there's about 20 people, 20 more, 25 maybe in IT. Uh, we have the marketing division, which is a small team, uh, three to five people in marketing. Um, we have a customer success team, which is a bit, bit big, bigger because we've now got sizable customers. Um, and that they're, they're the majority of the staff are in those teams. Okay, interesting. And then when you're signing up, uh, when you're going after these accounts, you have 350 today. I assume they're fairly high touch. I mean, walk me through how you're closing these customers. What's the process like? Yeah, so we recently actually just hired the head of channel for Shopify uh, who, who originally set up the whole Shopify structure. So channel, I want to be 50% of our, our sales. So that is where we work with agencies who are typically create the look and feel of the eShop. And they have lots of customers coming to them wanting to create an eShop. Okay? And those, those agencies need to work with a platform and their creative skills. And that's how we partner. Okay? Plus the ecosystem, which is all the app partners, development partners, whether it's personalization, AI or Google Shopping, we've just recently integrated into into Kumo as well. So we get leads and generate some of our sales through opportunities that come through our channel, and I'm really investing in that channel. And um, but right now, seventy percent of our sales is coming through direct sales, um, which is a long sales cycle for mid to large enterprise clients. Sure, it's not easy to move to a new platform, and particularly people have this in their head that it takes. You know, six to months to a year with the old traditional platforms. And that's not the case in our case. We have lots of customers who switched and migrated from Magento, for example, uh, which have taken us six weeks to three months. Yep. So it can, it can be done efficiently. So, so Kieran, fully, and we're running out of time here, so I'm going to try and jam a bunch in here. Um, in terms of fully weighted CAC to get one of these new accounts, what, do you, what are you paying to get a new account? Um, it depends. I mean, you know, it can, if, if you think of a sales guy, right, a sales guy is costing you between, it depends, for a year, right? Let us, a sales guy on a base will be costing you one to 150, okay? That's what it's costing you, right? The cost of acquisition. If that guy doesn't perform the first six months and a new sales guy, they won't do a deal, okay? Because it's a long sales like in e-commerce. So you have that first six month ramp up period. So it, it, to, for, for a sales guy to be profitable in this business, you need to be doing 10 to 15 deals a year. They need to be doing a minimum of 10 to 15 deals a year. So you can work out the math there yourself. I don't have the numbers 
to hand out anything. Well, Kieran, what, what the question's more about like your capital efficiency, right? So like, how do you, I mean, you're talking about raising capital, so you have to be thinking about this. These are questions you're getting. H- how aggressive are you being in terms of payback period on a new customer account? Will you wait up to a year to get paid back or two years or less? Yeah, it's it, it between six months to 12 months, Nate, and typically it takes uh, on the payback. Okay, got it. And so you're assuming that customer is worth, is worth what over six to 12 months? Like, yeah, so I mean, most of these customers are turning over between two to five million, the average average customer. Okay. So, and so in terms of actual worth to you, though, we would just take that two hundred million and just multiply times somewhere between one and three percent. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, so there, they'd be somewhere between kind of twenty and worth twenty to sixty grand to you, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so that 20 to 60 grand that, that you would uh, essentially make over the first year, you're spending six to 12 months of that, of that. So call it 20 to 60 grand. You're saying most of that's going to go towards the sales guy. You're not doing a lot of conferences or direct paid spend or anything else. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the marketing budget overall, if you look at their turnover, you know, our turnover overall, I'll, I'll give you the numbers overall, the company is turning over about 20 million uh, between zero gray, which is our managed service business and the Kumo business. Um, How much just so, on Kumo? Kumo is turning over uh, around five million per year. Yes. Okay, and that's basically like that's made up because you're taking your total GMV and multiplying times your percentage, and you're making five million. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Got it. The five million is the percentage that we get. That's great. And so, what's total GMV over the past twelve months? The total GMV has been about thirty-five. 40 million. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's great. That's good. That's helpful. That's helpful to understand. Um, really helpful. And then last question here, churn, have you lost any customers? No, actually it's funny. We, we, it seems to be in this space as well, but we don't seem to lose customers. Customers seem to stay a very, very long time. It's high cost of acquisition, but they typically stay for five years minimum. Mm-hmm. And we have customers who are staying a lot longer than that. That's great. And growth rate. If you're doing 5 million kind of in run rate today, where were you a year ago? Yeah, so we were started off, we were at a million and a half. Okay, so healthy growth. It makes sense why you have so much VC attention now, huh? Yes, exactly. It's nice to, to finally get attention. In my past, it was difficult to get that attention. So it's interesting because this space is growing so aggressively. I think that a lot, there's a lot of money going after this space. So. That, that's right. All right, very good. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, the Art of War by Sue Singh. Number two, Kieran, uh, what uh, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, the guy who runs Alibaba. Um, Jack Ma? Yes. Right. I, I, I watch a lot of his stuff. Um, I think he's quite an interesting character. He is. Uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Um, right now, what are we using? We're actually using quite a lot uh, Sales Navigator with LinkedIn. Sales Navigator. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Depends on what's happening in that week. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, between four and eight hours. Okay, God, we'll say six there on average. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, was married, now single. Okay, so not married. Any kiddos? Yes, one. One kiddo. And how old are you? How old is he? You. How old am I? Sorry, 46. 46. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? <sighs> um... God, it's an interesting one. Sorry, it just takes me a moment to think Take about your time. that one. Um, yeah, for so my twenty-year-old, if I was twenty now and looking back, 
I do you know what I, I actually I have an attitude where you live for the moment. Um, I'm not one that would you know save money. I have other people who earn similar money to me in my past, and they they invested wisely in many properties and everything. But you know what? I, I had an amazing time. So I don't look back and go, should I have done this or should I have done that? I really don't, actually. Great. So live in the moment. There you guys have it from Kieran again. Joined Kumo back in 2015, now helping over 350 e-commerce brands grow 20 to 40% year over year. They process about 35 to 40 million bucks in total transaction volume across all of these customers. They take anywhere between 1% and 3%, currently doing about 410, 413 grand per month for about a $5 million run rate. That's up from about 125 uh, grand a month just about a year ago, about a $1.5 million run rate. Uh, they're scaling 70% is direct spending between six and 12 months of customer lifetime value on acquisition with a team of 80 in Dublin, Italy, and other remote locations. Kieran, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.